You're listening to Vox Talk, the voiceover industry's number one podcast, brought to you by Voices.com. It's about voice acting, growing your business, and sharing your knowledge. Vox Talk is a show that you can be a part of. Getting involved is both fun and rewarding. It's time for this week's episode of Vox Talk. Hi, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Carmi Levy. This week, lots of great CGI movies on the way. We'll take flight with some angry birds and ask whether it's possible to turn a hugely successful video game into a hugely successful movie. We'll also dig into the latest news from Pixar, namely that Toy Story fans will get a fourth movie in 2017. Surprised? We were too. In tech, we'll take a closer look at YouTube's big move to faster frame rates and why that matters. And don't miss your chance for the last big Voices.com giveaway of the year. If you've got a camera handy, you'll want to stay tuned. And now, here's Carmi with The Biz. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. Thanks, Stephanie. This week, it's all Angry Birds all the time. It started out as a game, but after billions of downloads and even more billions of wasted hours trying to master it on our smartphones and tablets, it's coming to the big screen in 2016. The producers have updated their cast list, and it's a doozy. Saturday Night Live alumni are really well represented, with Jason Sudeikis starring as Red Bird, Maya Rudolph playing Matilda, and Bill Hader and Kate McKinnon adding their voices as well. Stephanie, what's the deal with Saturday Night Live? What is it about everyone who plays ends up in a CGI movie? That's a really good question, and it is timely because we've seen this over and over again. I think in episode 73, we did cover some SNL um, alum and and current people who are in these movies. I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because they have the comedic elements down. A lot of voice actors tend to be funny people, and this helps with timing and just kind of the way that they're able to get into a character role. So I imagine we're seeing some of those folks in these animated films simply because they happen to have those skills at their disposal. I think that's a really good point. You never really think of comedy as being intrinsically linked to animation, but that's a really great skill to have in the recording studio. I think also there's a lot of improv there, right? When you're in the studio, it's up to you to make the role yours. You're not just a voice professional. You're a voice actor, keyword actor. And so, you know, you've been on stage at SNL for years. You've you've riffed through uh, uh, sketches. You've kind of improvised and made them your own this is what you're doing with the character as well you have room to play and quite frankly i think some of the best animated movies are the ones where the cast of characters come equipped with those skills and they're given that room to maneuver definitely not only do they have the skills of use as you've mentioned there carmy they also have worked together before so you're seeing a cast come together from SNL in this case, and they're bringing their gifts and how they're able to kind of work with each other. This isn't the first time. I mean, we've also seen this in commercials with Apple, and, and we know that certain people will voice commercials Justin who have a lot Timberlake of fun together. And Jimmy yeah, Fallon, maybe? exactly. Yeah. So uh, if there is a relationship, an established rapport between the actors, it just makes it that much more believable, more realistic, uh, and a better experience overall for the audience. I remember when Robin Williams was in his prime and he was voicing, for example, robots. And he would often go completely off script, turn it into something absolutely unique, and then the animators would just rush to work around him. I wonder how much of that is going to happen with Angry Birds here. Well, it could be very interesting because they're obviously pulling on the star quality, you could say, of all these people. Not only do they have SNL folks, I believe they actually have drawn in from YouTube as well, the the celebrities that are found there. 
Anthony Padilla and Ian Hecox, uh, not household names, at least if you're outside of the YouTube realm, but they are two of the biggest stars on YouTube. If you're familiar with their Smosh channel, they've got 19 million subscribers, another 2.5 million Twitter followers. This could be a new thing, Stephanie, where online stars become big movie stars and they bring their audiences with them from online into the theater. No, absolutely. So that movie comes out when, Carmi? July 1st, 2016. But we're not quite done with animated movies, are we? No, we're certainly not, because everyone thought that Toy Story 3 was the end of the legendary Pixar series. But you know what? Sheriff Woody, Buzz Lightyear, and all their friends are going to be joining us again, even though we thought that that chapter of their lives had closed when Bonnie, a sweet little girl who inherited the box of toys from Andy, kind of took over. But, as we know, Pixar animation has surprised everybody, Carmi, haven't they? And they have an announcement that Toy Story 4 is now in the works, and it's set for a June 2017 release. I, I think everyone loves a good surprise. I mean, let's face it. We all love Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, so a fourth can't be a bad thing. Um, this really is the franchise that cemented Pixar in our minds. And there was a lot of sadness around Toy Story 3 where we thought that the franchise was being wrapped up. And so I think now that Pixar has decided, for whatever reason, certainly business reasons, we'll all go see it, uh, to extend it, I think it gives us something to look forward to. I mean, I've certainly got 2017 on my radar now. I can't wait to see this film. I want to see where Woody and his buddies and, quite frankly, their new extended family go next. Mm -hmm. The promise from the producers is that they are going to stay as close as they possibly can to the original vision. And I think they have to because they have a fan base and we have expectations. And the story's got to go on in the way that honors those characters. Absolutely. And I think, you know, if you look at the sort of the arc of, of Toy Story and how it fits into the overall progression of Pixar... Really, these are probably, I think we can argue that they are the most resonant characters in the entire uh, sort of toy box that Pixar has built for us. Yes, we love The Incredibles. Yes, we love Finding Nemo. But I think Sheriff Woody, uh, his roots run a little bit deeper, um, as do all of his friends. And so I think Pixar owes it to them to make sure that it doesn't push the bounds a little bit too too far. I think you can get away with a little bit more with some of the other storylines. Monsters Incorporated, for example. They could have taken it a little bit further. That's why they went back to university. Don't think you can get away with it as much with Woody, and I think that's what we're going to see. It's, it's going to be maybe a little bit more conservative, but I think it'll be a more comfortable movie as a result. Well, I really hope that Toy Story 4 proves to be everything we've expected. Now, that's all we've got this week in the biz. But in Tech Talk, we're going to talk about YouTube's decision to open itself up to faster frame rates or how many frames per second are displayed when a video is played. And don't forget, our year-end giveaway is coming up. Details at the end of the podcast. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. This week in Tech Talk, everyone's talking about YouTube's big upgrade. Since the site first launched, the streaming video service has played videos at either of two standard frame rates, 24 or 30 frames per second. These match the same standard that the movie and television industries have been using pretty much forever. But as technology continues to advance, it makes more sense to speed things up a little bit. Faster frame rates allow smoother action, which has all sorts of benefits, both for producers and for voice talent. So, Carmi, what's in a number and why does it matter so much? Well, you know, quality is a, is a thing today. And if you look at sort of how video has evolved over the last number of years, we've moved from standard def to high def to ultra high def 4K screens. 
resolution is king. And so when you when you see something at incredibly uh, uh, rich resolution, it's immersive. Um, suddenly something at 4K that's only being displayed at 24 frames per second seems more jerky, a little bit more blocky than it might have seemed on a standard def screen. So your expectations go up. We're also watching uh, more games and other immersive content where we're not just passive to it, we're actively participating in the process. And so when you up that frame rate to 40 or 60 frames per second, what you're doing is you're making it seem and feel more natural so that you're actually part of it. You don't feel like you're watching a video, you feel like you're actually walking through a real 3D environment. That's definitely true for the video games. I know some producers have put video games up there so you can see the difference between the frame rates from this one to maybe a higher quality, faster frame rates. Uh, I would think that the faster frame rates also facilitate better storytelling. Very much so, because, you know, if, if the, the video and the audio and the entire experience is more immersive, uh, you've got to bring it if you're a scriptwriter. That script has to support that now much richer production environment. You can't let anyone down on any aspect of that production. So the writing has to be better. The voice work has to be crisper as well. Production values must be higher. You've got to be a better sound engineer. Your equipment has to be up to snuff. Uh, nothing can be, can be weak here. You can't afford to let any aspect of the overall production chain down, which is great for viewers, but also it's really great for voice talent because now you have more opportunities to work on higher-end projects. Uh, and as we know, higher-end projects pay more. That's true. Now, there are some gotchas though, right? So the entire site hasn't suddenly become 48 or 60 FPS overnight. Uh, could you maybe share a little bit about what we should be expecting right now? That's right. You know, right now, uh, it only works in certain browsers. So Google Chrome is the only browser that supports this for now. Uh, you may need to tweak your settings in order to see any difference. Most of the content, of course, that is on YouTube now is at the older frame rate. So it's going to take time for the newer stuff to be slowly begin to replace it. We saw a similar transition happen about a decade ago when standard def was replaced by high def. Took a few years for it to become really commonplace. Same thing's going to play out with these new faster frame rates. Um, there's also a bandwidth constraint because obviously higher resolution and faster video means more data is coming to your screen. Well, you're going to have to have a better internet connection. You're going to have to have a better wireless connection if you're using that. And that might uh, cause you to go over your bandwidth cap a little bit faster. So you'll need more data to a better plan. Well, that's something we'll certainly be watching for. Thanks, Carmi. Thanks, Stephanie. Well, that's a lot of tech for one week. Coming up next, VoxBox. VoxBox, sharing your audio feedback. Now, from time to time, we like to give away prizes, well, because we love to do it. And since this is the holiday season, we're certainly in a giving mood. Now, here's how you can be part of our last big giveaway of the year. All you need to do is tweet us a picture of you in your studio with Voices.com on your monitor or display. Be as creative as you want because we really want to see where you work and what makes it so cool and unique. Send your tweet to the Voices.com handle and don't forget to include the Vox Talk hashtag in your tweet. If you're looking for inspiration, we've just tweeted a picture of us in our studio. You should definitely check our photo out on Twitter. Now the prize, you'll love it. It's a one-year premium annual membership to Voices.com, and that's a value of $349. Okay, so you know what to do. Just get in front of Voices.com, take your picture, tweet it to us on Twitter. And that's uh, all we've got for you this week. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. I'm Carmi Levy. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week.